All right, M12, how are we doing tonight? Well, hey, listen, it is so good to see you guys, and I just want to welcome those of you. If you are here for the very first time, one of our guests, we just want to say welcome. We are honored that you would take a Wednesday night and spend it with us, especially in light of all these milestones you guys have been taking. Anybody, anybody glad? to? Ha- are they over? And here's the best part. Best part. You guys ready for this? Tonight, tonight, at the end of the night, after your small group, we got free waffles. Yeah, come on. Come on. Well, hey, listen, it's so good to see you guys tonight. And uh, I just want to welcome those of you here for the the first time. Here's where we've been. We've been in a series. And here's what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask that when I'm speaking, you don't speak. It's really simple. It doesn't take much. When I'm talking, you don't talk, okay? So we've been in a series called Alive, and this is the third week, and here's where we've been. Two weeks ago, this is what we talked about. We talked about the idea that God's Word, that the Bible, right, is alive and active. And sometimes we look at the Bible and we think, man, it's just this ancient book or this foreign book where it's full of language that I can't, I can't spell the words, I can't pronounce the words. I mean, some of us feel that way. I felt that way at times. And, but the Bible is actually alive. It has the power to, to speak to you. It has the power to change you from the inside out. And what we said is that the Word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to, to uh, joints and marrow, right, that it gets inside you, inside me, and it has the power to speak to you. And then last week we talked about the idea and the fact that you are what you eat, that what you consume, what you consume affects who you are. And what, what Nathan did is he challenged you guys to think, Man, what if you picked a time and a place to actually meet with God? You know, I have a time and I have a place. I have a quiet time chair where I meet with God. And that changes ever so often, but it's a time, it's a place where I just want to focus on my relationship with God. And I know what some of you guys are thinking. You're thinking, man, the Bible's boring, or the Bible is just hard to understand, Or, man, I don't even know what that means. And here's the thing. You're in great company. I know how you feel. I get that. Some of the Bible is challenging to understand. I get it, right? But the hope of this series is that maybe God has begun to make his word become alive in your life and, of course, also in mine. And tonight, what I want to do is I want to talk with you about a habit that I think could be a game changer for you. It's a habit that I'm not great at, but that when I um, am focused and when I try to focus on that habit, it helps me. It changes me. It it changes the way I think. It changes the way I live. But before we get that, I want to ask a question just by a show of hands. You guys don't have to say anything, but just by a show of hands. How many of you guys have ever played this game right here? It's called memory or, yeah, memory game. Anybody with me on that? Hey, listen, this used to be, you guys can make fun, I don't care. This used to be one of my favorite games. If you've never played it, not necessarily Toy Story, but Toy Story is awesome, okay? But the way it works, man, there's like 20 cards. You put them all face down, right? And there's two of every kind of card. It could be a fruit, could be a character like Toy Story. It could be a food 
And so you just go round by round, you and a buddy, and you just flip over two cards. And you try to memorize and remember where certain cards are. And then when you flip over two of the same, right, when you memorize two of the same, then you get that card, you get that point. And here's the thing. I'm pretty competitive. And so when I was a little kid or when I was in elementary school, I loved this game, and I wanted to win. And I wanted to win because it mattered, right? And here's what I want you to see. I want you to write this down in your notes. We memorize what matters. It's really that simple. I memorize what matters. You memorize what matters. And what matters, right, if it matters to us, we will remember those things, and those things will become locked in our brains. For example, you guys have memorized, right? Sometimes there's things that you want to memorize and something, sometimes there's things that you just have to memorize, right? And when it comes to school, okay, you memorize where to go to class, okay? Show of hands, has anyone ever forgot like where their homeroom was? Okay, I'm the same way. But, but here's the thing, you memorize where your classes are. And here's the thing, if I called one of you up to this stage right now and I said, hey, text your best friend without looking, you probably could do it because you have memorized the phone pad. I mean, you guys, when you want to memorize something, listen, when you want to memorize something, you do and you can, Right? Or what about song lyrics, man? I mean, you guys know the songs. You know the raps, some of you guys. Hip-hop, anybody? Hip-hop? Come on. Beeps? T-Swift? T-Swift? All right. Sam Hunt? All right. So, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Listen, listen. Stay with me. We memorize what matters. You memorize what matters. I memorize what matters, right? Movie lyrics. I love to memorize movie lyrics. It's one of the funnest things ever. The movie Dumb and Dumber, I know at least 20 lines. It's awesome, right? Because, hey, we think it's fun. We think it matters. We think it's cool. Here's the thing that I want you to think about tonight. You will memorize what matters. And here's the thing. What if everything that Nathan said, everything that I said two weeks ago, and everything that we're going to talk about tonight, what if it is actually true? And what if this word really has the power to speak to you? What if the words on the pages really have the ability to change your life, to really make you rethink things that maybe you haven't thought all the way through? If that is true, imagine the power that would happen when you memorize the Word of God. Imagine what could happen if in your heart, in your mind, you had Scripture, you had passages in the Bible memorized by heart so that when you face a particular situation, then you know how to combat that with Scripture. Well, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about memorizing parts of the Bible. And I'm not talking about the whole Bible, but I'm talking about certain verses, certain passages that speak 
over something that you're walking through, something that you're going through currently. And so tonight, tonight's a little bit different because I wanted to show you guys a quick video of a buddy of mine. His name's Clay Scroggins. And he's going to talk with you, with us, about the importance of memorizing Scripture. So check this out. And on, the truth is, we memorize all kinds of things all the time. Not because we have to, but because we actually want to. See, none of us have a problem memorizing something that we think is useful or interesting. And maybe that's the hesitation when it comes to memorizing the Bible. I mean, I would imagine if most of us are honest, maybe by now in this series, our opinions of God's Word is beginning to change. But maybe a lot of you still think, well, it's just not very interesting. And more importantly, maybe we just don't believe that it's useful enough to read it, let alone memorize it. So even through this series, I hope that you've come to see the Bible as valuable because it is alive. But it may seem a little silly to commit to memorizing something that you can access on your phone at any point. I mean, why? Today we're going to look at a passage from the book of Joshua. Joshua was, he was the leader of the entire nation of Israel and he was taking over for a pretty famous guy named Moses. He had big shoes to fill. It was quite a challenge that was in front of him. And what God says to him may just surprise you because not only did it help Joshua, but it has the power to change the way you and I see scripture forever. When this passage begins, the Hebrew people were in an interesting position because they had been living as slaves for a long time in Egypt. And then they had wandered for decades in the middle of this desert. Forty years later, they found themselves on the edge of actually seeing their dream come to fruition, being a free nation. They were, they were right there on the cusp of seeing that become a reality. And this is right where we join the story. Moses, their leader, had just died, and Joshua was taking his place. It was a very pivotal moment in their history. Joshua is about to take the reins when God says something to him. In fact, he says this in Joshua chapter 1. He says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. The book of instruction God is referring to, it's actually the original Ten Commandments, as well as all of the other directives that God had given his people. God could have said anything to Joshua on the day that he took the job of leading this new nation into a new land, but his first piece of advice for Joshua was to study the instructions and know them inside and out. God says, only then, Will you prosper and succeed? See, it's pretty clear that God knew something about Joshua that is true for you and it's true for me as well. Joshua wouldn't naturally feel the need to memorize and study God's word. That's why God had to tell him to do it. For Joshua, there are probably thousands of things that seemed like a better use of his time, like organizing his travel plans and coming up with medical treatment for a couple million people. But God knew that Joshua was about to walk into a new situation where he wouldn't have all the answers. He would have to make tough decisions all the time on the fly. And he wanted Joshua to be successful and prosperous as a leader. 
And that began with him studying and knowing God's word by heart. See, scripture is full of laws and principles that make life better. It made Joshua's life better, and it can make your life better as well. Joshua and the Hebrew people, they may not have known it yet, but God was telling them, you're going to want to keep these verses. Trust me, your life will be better. So to make sure that you have every chance to succeed, meditate on these things. Study them, memorize them, know them so well that you remember them when you're in a difficult situation. And the same is true for us. Just like Joshua, on any given day, you and I walk into situations where we don't have all the answers. I'm I'm not just talking about obvious questions like, should I murder this person or not? No, no, I'm talking about the difficult situations that actually feel like gray areas where there may not be a clear direction. When that happens, we can't always look up the answer on our phones. No, life is more complicated than that. But if we have God's word in us, we don't have to wonder where to look. The answer will be a part of us and you and I will be better equipped to respond the right way a way that will make us successful and prosperous. Here's just a short way to remember it. When you memorize, it opens your eyes. Let me say it again. When you memorize, it opens your eyes. That's why Jeremiah the prophet said it this way. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. I know maybe you're thinking, that sounds strange, eat his words. I I promise you, I'm not going to ask you to tear out a page of your Bible and actually try to digest it. But other translations do say that Jeremiah devoured God's word and listened carefully to it. Jeremiah knew how important it is to take in God's word. He knew it so well that it became a part of him. He discovered that by doing so, it brought his heart joy and delight. It changed the way he thought and it changed the way he felt. That's another benefit. Sometimes we don't just need help figuring out what to do, but we also need help with what to think and feel. Most of us have a bunch of stuff in our head that can be difficult to sort out. I mean, it's, it's why we wonder things like, do I really measure up? Am I normal? Is every family as messed up as mine? Maybe you're thinking, am I supposed to feel this way? I mean, am I really going to be okay in the future? Am I really smart enough, pretty enough, strong enough, talented enough to make it? See, when you're not sure what to think, God's word has something to say to you. And when you memorize it, it opens up your eyes. It's not just an instruction book for a bunch of people who lived a long time ago. No, it's a tool that helps you and I figure out how to feel, what to think, and how to respond to your own life right now. So I love what Clay said. He said that when Joshua, when God met with Joshua... He gave him one thing. He said, study the scripture. Study the law. Memorize the law. And I want you guys to think of it like this. If you're taking notes, here's the way it works. What you memorize changes how you think. And when it changes how you think, it changes how you live. See, 
What we memorize changes what we think. And what we think impacts the way that we live our life. That's the way it works. That's how Scripture can change the way that you live, can impact the way that you live, the choices that you make, the decisions that you make. And another thing he said is what you memorize will open your eyes. What we memorize will open our eyes. And, and here's the thing. King David knew this well. And King David, who wrote a lot or most of the Psalms, he said it like this. He said, and if you will, actually turn open in the Bible, page 610. Get your eyes on the text. Page 610, it's Psalm 119, verse number 9. And this is what it says. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? In other words, how can we or you who are young, how can we who are young people stay on the right path, stay on the best path? path, the wisest road. How do we do that? And then David answers and he says, by living according to your word. So how do we stay on the right path? Well, this is how, by living according to, you, to your word. And then he makes it really, really practical in the same psalm, verse number, one, verse number 105, I think it is. It says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So David says, how can a young person keep his way pure, right? By thinking, by memorizing, by living according to the Bible, living according to the law, living according to God's word, right? And then he says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Or maybe a way that we could translate, I've hidden your word in my heart that at some times when I'm faced with a crossroads of a decision, and I can either make a wise decision or make an unwise decision, that maybe, just maybe, the Bible, the words of God, might help me make a wise decision. And see, students, when we memorize the Bible, that is what it means when it says hiding God's word in our heart. And King David knew this. And just as he said in this psalm, the key is God's word hidden in your heart. Well, you say, well, how do you hide God's word in your heart? It's not like Clay was saying. It's not that you literally rip a page out of the Bible and eat it, right? But it's that you read it, and not only do you read it, but you pick certain passages to allow to get inside of your heart. And I know what some of you guys are thinking, because when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, when I was a student, I did not get the value of memorizing Scripture. I just didn't get it. I totally it just didn't make any sense. I was kind of like what Clay was talking about. I was thinking, why do I need to memorize something that I can just open the book and read anytime I want, right? Or why do, and even for you, why do you got to memorize something you can just pull out your phone, it's right here in the palm of your hands? It's because there will be times when you don't have this book. There will be times when you, I know it's hard to think about, when you don't have this. 
And think about if God's word was hidden in your heart. If you had memorized certain parts, what that might have the power to do. Now, I'll be honest with you. I am not great at this discipline. This is something that I have to work at. And sometimes if we're not careful, what we think is we think, well, can God's word really speak to me? I mean, the reality is, like we talked about two weeks ago, like we talked about last week, God has a lot of things that he wants to say to you through his word. And there's nothing that I can do, there's nothing that your leaders can do that will make you understand or believe that. It's just true. There's a lot of things that God has specifically told me through his word. Things like this. Maybe you've got something that weighs you down. Did you know that the Bible says, Jesus said it like this. He said, hey, come to me when you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Or or maybe for you it's like this. When you don't know what the future holds, did you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, hey, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. When you don't know the plans, God does. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. But plans to give you a hope, plans to give you a future, plans to use you to make an impact in the world that you live in, that I live in. Maybe you have a dad who's not around a ton. Or maybe you have a dad who doesn't really know how to show you that he loves you well. Did you know that the Bible says that God is a father to the fatherless? Or maybe for you, maybe sometimes you get scared. You get fearful. There's decisions or there's things that happen in your life and you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. You're freaked out. Did you know that God's word tells you that he will never leave you and he will never forsake you? That he will be with you through the thick and the thin? Or or maybe for you, you've at some time or another, you've felt rejected. Or you've been rejected. Did you know that the Bible says that God has specifically chosen you? And that if you are a follower of Christ, that you are a son and daughter of the King. These are not my words. These words are all coming from Scripture. It's all being spoken from the Bible that is alive. Or maybe you felt shame for something that you've done. You've made a decision and you feel bad about it. Did you know that the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? In other words, God does not condemn you for the decisions that you have made because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. That's what the Bible tells you. Or maybe you've felt unloved by God. You felt, man, how in the world, how in the world could God love me? A perfect God love me? How in the world does that happen? Did you know that the Bible says that nothing can separate you from God's love? Not height, not depth. Nothing can separate you from God's love. See, students, what I want you to understand, what I want you to get, is that God's word has a lot of power 
in your life. And for as long, and it doesn't matter if you believe in God or not, His Word, I believe, can still speak to you. And for as long as you want to believe that this book is just this ancient book about a lot of important people that you really don't care about, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You are missing out on something amazing. You are missing out on something that can literally change you from the inside out. And I think about my own life. I think, man, what has, has memorizing parts of Scripture, has that really helped? Yes. Absolutely, it has helped. And so here's the challenge. Here's my encouragement. Maybe then, maybe instead of memorizing lyrics, which are great, I do too, or movie quotes, or your phone pad, my challenge for you is that maybe you would pick a verse and that you would memorize it, that you would hide it in your heart and just see what happens. See what God does. See how God moves and how he uses that in your life. And what if it's true? I mean, what if it's true that God's word is really alive? What if it's true that God's word really can speak to you? What if it's true that when you don't know what to do, that God can give you the answer through his word? What if it's true that sometimes when you read the Bible, words can just leap off the page because it's exactly what you needed? Now I think about it, and this is what I think. It's true for me. When I'm faced with temptation, I know that the Bible says that God provides a way out of that temptation. And a lot of times I stay away from that temptation because of what God's word says. It works for me. I know sometimes when I am fearful of the future that I hold on to the fact that God's word tells me, hey, I know the plans I have for you. It works for me. And I think that if it works for me, it could work for you. So here's the challenge. You're going to get a verse tonight, and this is the verse. It's the verse of the entire series. It says this, for God's word is living and active. It's living and alive, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Students, I want to encourage you to memorize that passage this week and just see what happens. Because what you memorize changes what you think, and what you think changes how you live. Let's pray. God, you're good. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power that is in your word. We love you. We thank you. God, would you open your word up to these students? And would you help them to see the power that it has? In Jesus' name, amen. Stay seated, please. Thank you. Let's go, guys. Matt, out. Go up the middle. Let's go. All right. Let's go, guys. Get out. See ya. Enjoy your small group, life group, connection group. Enjoy it. Rock and roll. All right. My seventh grade ladies, seventh grade, enjoy your small group tonight. Enjoy your small group tonight.